The Circle of Knowledge podcast is brought to you by Amplified Minds, helping entrepreneurs and professionals achieve their goals and aspirations by sharing a wealth of knowledge to you, our community of achievers. This podcast features best-selling industry resources, interviews, and the professional panel discussion by the core team at Amplified Minds. Now, here are their discussions. back to the circle of knowledge podcast today is a beautiful day and today our guest speaker and our guest interviewee on the show the circle of knowledge is robin scott and let me just preface before we talk about robin her story and you get to know what's going on in her world and the knowledge that she's going to share with you robin is one of our dearest friends she is probably the most joyful and gleeful persons we have ever met if her smile doesn't just blow you out of your socks, her love will. She is one of the most incredible individuals. And when I first met her, she was a joy and mindfulness coach. And she's evolved into some really, really cool things. Is on a new path. And let's not even call it a new path because it's been the path she's been on her entire life. But I'm grateful to have in the studio today, Robin Scott. And uh, um, if that didn't describe her well enough, I will describe to you today. Her smile is bigger than anything you've ever seen. And we are actually matching. We're wearing navy blue today. And incredible. And um, I did not put color in my hair, but she's got these beautiful green highlights in her hair, and I'm just so pumped about it. So, Robin, thank you for being here with the Circle of Knowledge, Amplified Minds, Profitable, and then the rest of the group here. We, we absolutely adore you. Well, thank you so much. I can't even cry at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> not cool. Yeah, um, no, no, I I appreciate it. And, One of the reasons why, uh, obviously because we love her, but one of the reasons we brought Robin on the show today is because Robin has a few things that she has to share with the world. Knowledge beyond comprehension, but but fortunately, that comprehension comes in the form of a book, which you can consume here in the next few weeks. We are super excited to support her in this upcoming launch. And the topic of discussion today is going to be about connection, okay? We know that this is something that Amplified Minds and the the group here is extremely, extremely backed up by because we love human connection. We have thrown networking and traditional card flicking practices out the door. All we care about is building true value in the people who you connect with. And Robin is on the forefront of this discovery. She has been doing it her entire life and has found a way to create exponential value to people through human connection. And one of the keys is going to be face-to-face. So before we get into that and we talk about her book and some incredible things, let's hear a little bit more from Robin and what she has going on. Robin, tell us a little bit about your backstory, who you are, and why you're here today. Okay. I, um, the most simple part of the connection for me is I believe it was absolutely the one thing I wanted to learn here on this planet, on this earth. And I could learn that the best way by growing in someone's belly and entering into this world and then leaving 
that that home that I knew um, I was adopted she was 17 and very young and I absolutely know that she loved me I entered into a family that had been praying for me for eight years and um, my mom and dad just thought they'd never be able to have be parents and I instantly was connected in the family I was put in and I brought that entire family together my dad was the oldest and I had some cousins that were born before me, but he's the oldest sibling and they just never thought it was gonna happen. And so when I came, I was celebrated. I was lucky. I was so wanted by this family that, um, I mean, that was my earliest connection, was connecting this entire family. They called my mom on her 27th birthday. Isn't that cool? Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and they said, we have a little girl for you. And two days later I joined their family. So, isn't that cool? That is really cool. She um, called actually one of her girlfriends first. Because <laughs> she was just bawling to the girlfriend the day before. But uh, yeah, and so I entered that family. And, and so that's my first, really, the connection part. And then throughout my life, that's the, oh, I do have to tell the quick story. So growing up, we have friends when we're in grade school, right? Some are amazing at soccer. Some are amazing at football or softball or t-ball, whatever it is, right? There, there's this talent there. Um, I am not blessed with any musical <laughs> talents or athletic talents. And everyone's like, but you're such a good friend. And I'm like, is that like comparable to she has a sweet personality? <laughs> like, like... I'm a good friend? Like, come on. Like, that's a made-up talent, right? Fast right. forward a lot of years, and I just realized I connect with people so easily, and within five minutes, they're telling me things that are just deep and very personal for them. And I realized that this is absolutely my talent. Yeah. And I think that there's just, there's no judgment on my part. I have been through some crap in my life. Haven't we all? I mean, we, we've all been through crap. And so I will never be the one to cast a stone at anyone else. And right. so, yeah, once I really realized that that's an amazing talent, I'm going to run with that. <laughs> so that's, that's really what's hard. And I still am my little joyful, not little, joyful, mindful coach. And it all comes together with connection with people. That's amazing. I, I do have one question because we have had people come on our show and talk about their life story. And some of them have dated back to one of their first memories, which was probably within the first two, three years of their life. But you mentioned that your first connection was even within your mother. And now, not that this makes it either greater or smaller, but do you do you actually feel like you remember that experience or is that something that you came to terms with? I, I wanted to ask that. No, and I'm glad you asked. I, um, for a later time, there is a ton with adoption that needs to be healed and I absolutely, absolutely. think that absolutely. I have that. But after finding them, oh, I didn't even get into that story. <laughs> you're good. But I... I always knew there was a love there. I don't think she was trying to get rid of me, right? right? I, I knew that that was a, a huge sacrifice of love because 
I just always knew that. My mom used to tease, this is actually really cool. My mom used to tease that there's no way. Okay, and remember, this is my mom. She's totally biased, like, you know, I'm her kid. <laughs> she would always tease, there's no way she saw me. She goes, there is no way she saw you because if she had seen you, she wouldn't have been able to give you away. Right. Well, when I met them two years ago, she never saw me. She did not see me after I was born. Isn't that crazy? There was actually a towel over her face. She did not see me and she had to recover and, and go about her life as if I never existed. Isn't that amazing? And my, so my bio mom and my adoptive mom, so it's Bertha and mom, <laughs> just so right, you know. Right, right. But there's, um, and so to find out and then actually see how much of, I don't know that I'm necessarily remembering, but there's a feeling that you know and you go about. And a lot of the feelings that I had were very spot on. So, you know, intuitively, I absolutely think that I knew what was happening. Awesome. That's an incredible answer. I, I, I believe in the science and the spirituality behind it all. And I know that when humans feel a particular energy of warmth on both the physical feeling and the internal feeling, um, that it is actually, it, it is a, um, a primitive, uh, um, let's call it memory through, um, let's call it muscle memory or whatever you might. And it, it is primitive in nature because it takes you back to the feeling of comfort, joy, happiness, connection that came from being with the right? So that's kind of what I was going at, but that, yeah. that is amazing. And uh, that is an incredible story. So what I love too is, Robin, you said it yourself, that within five minutes, if you haven't already met me and you don't you know, have that connection, then either there's something wrong with you out there, the listeners, or <laughs> you just haven't read into it, or maybe you're not really connected right, but in five minutes, you shared with us your life story, which is more you know, opening and, and thrilling and, and, and interesting than most people on the show. And that's incredible. Uh, a lot of people are gonna connect with this too. We have 15,000 listeners plus who are in scenarios who, who might have been adopted, who might have had a teenage pregnancy, who might have a struggle in their life where they're looking for connection and joy. So oh, yeah. this is why this message is incredible. Well, and I'm your gal. I, I know, I don't know what it looks like yet. Um, this book, my book, sorry, my whole life I've wanted to have a book. Um, it, it does talk about that in there because that um, interesting fact that I haven't researched, but I bet you. So everyone, and this is kind of a dark one, it's cancer. Once you mention it, everyone has right. a feeling. They know someone, they've been affected by it personally, they've had it. I mean, everyone has been affected by cancer in one way or another, right? I have also found that adoption is very, very similar to that. Mm -hmm. Every time I talk about adoption, I mean, I, I'm saying probably 99.9% .9 of the time, people are like, oh yeah, I had a cousin or I had an aunt that adopted. I had an aunt that placed. I had, you know, I mean, everyone has a connection to adoption in some way. And um, there's not a lot of resources for that. So that, I mean, that's a conversation for a different day, but it it is in the works. And I'm not sure what that looks like yet, so. But it's out there. <laughs> <laughs> that. That, that is a whole we could go on a huge tangent just go down that road there's so much fun right now. Nice. 
Um, but we're going to move towards your book. So skipping a very few amount of years down the road, and you go from knowing, accepting, connecting, choosing to be on this earth, and realizing your purpose and what you're working towards. You're a coach, you're helping people, you're helping them find joy. Fast forward a little bit further, and you get to this point where you realize, I need to create a curriculum. I need to create a thing that's going to help people. Tell me about your journey in writing this book. Okay. And I... just for you guys listening, the book is called Bringing People Together. The, rede the Rediscovering the Lost Art of Face-to-Face -face Connecting. Yes. There... Oh, sorry, it's big. <laughs> um, anything that is taught, literally anything. So this is where my joy recovery coach comes in, the mindfulness, the personal development. Anything that truly helps us transform is face-to-face. -face. Yes. And, and I'm not saying it's not possible. There, there's amazing online courses out there. There are amazing ways that we can learn and grow now that are just amazing. I mean, you wouldn't even dream of it 10 years ago. You know, I mean, technology is an absolute beautiful thing. However, there are things that cannot be replaced at all. And the real juice of it, the, the secret sauce and the magic comes from face-to-face. -face. And that is where you're going to make the most impact and the biggest impact on the world. And because of the connection with you, the ripple that goes out, it's endless, you know, and, and it starts with this. And, and really that's what my book is about. And when we bring people together, um, we are called Connection Catalysts because <laughs> we can be the hub of bringing people together. And as we do that, we provide experiences we can facilitate true transformation that lasts and is deep. It's not just surface. So it's that's what the entire book about is creating experiences, not just events. That's amazing. I um, this is an added story background to that. One of my first landlords um, was a retired. He is a retired naval um, overseas. Um, interrogator for the for the for the U.S. Army, right? And uh, I guess the U.S. Navy. And he has worked with some of the highest, most dangerous men and women in the world. And in those interviews, we call them because interrogations right. blown up by Hollywood these days. In those interviews, he has learned the value of face-to-face -face connection, and he can tell within a split second what's going on in your life and your mind and your brain and what you've done and what you're thinking about what your next move is based on not just eye contact but facial expressions your face actually exposes everything to you everything to your past all the luggage and baggage you're carrying as well as your hopes and aspirations on the more positive end so incredible because face-to-face -face connection is what we value most um, and this is so weird and I just thought I just popped in my head but as a kid we always had these conversations with our friends about, oh, what do you like about her? Or what is what, what does she like about you or him, right? right? And a lot of times, there are, there are people who would be like, oh, I like a particular body feature that, that right. is attractive to me. But at the end of the day, if they really dig deep, most of us care about 
face-to-face -face connection and what their face is telling. Not what their face looks like, not how their face makes us feel, but what their face does to us when we connect. Well, and I do think it's a feeling though, just so you know, oh, cool. not in the no distortion on it, right? Because I mean, obviously there are some feelings that, you know, come up in certain features. <laughs> However, <laughs> if we go deeper than that, um, I mean, I love that one quote, she's, I should totally have this. You will not remember what is said to you. You will always remember how a person made you feel. And so those are the feelings. Um, Cause even lust and desire right. fade away, right? But the feeling of an honest, deep connection, that's when we know we align with someone, right? Like there's um, in our industry, um, there are just things that you can feel that you can't explain. And that's, that's the connection we're looking for here. That's the one that really, there are no words to describe it. And that only comes from this, yeah. you know? So if there's, yeah, it's a feeling. Um, it's absolutely true. And little kids know this already. Children have got this down. Then we go to school, we go through puberty, we, we go through insecurities and patterns and programs that are put on us and we take in as truth. And then we hit a midlife, aha, mm -hmm. not a crisis. I, I try not to use that word because it doesn't always have to be a crisis, but there could be an oh crap moment. I want to keep it family friendly. <laughs> We are on the clean channel of all podcasts, so no, you're fine. But you know, there's just that, um, what in the world? Who am I? I mean, and and there's just so much beauty in that, you know, to have that midlife. And really, it's rediscovering who we were when we came into, you know, this journey. And we get to decide it as milk. kind of talked about this in preparation for the show but there is that aha moment everyone has in their life whether it's at the end of their life whether that's midlife whether that's you know three quarters in or uh it could be surrounded surrounding an event a, a life event a lot of gents and gents. right uh, whether that be your near-death experience or on the positive end just a wake-up call uh, some people call it a come to jesus moment right, right. <laughs> but in that moment what happens and what do people usually refer back to? I'd, and this is one thing that I didn't do when we were discussing it yeah. is, um, it's, it's almost unfortunate that it has to have such a, like a catastrophic event right. to create this change that you feel you want to make. Um, and that usually is what happens. I mean, divorces, mm -hmm. houses burning down, bankruptcy, I mean, there are a near-death experience, and, and this is really where my entire training started. Um, in Utah, and being a mom, we are taught to serve. Serve, 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 and don't get me wrong, I love service, and it is absolutely needed in the world. And when we serve, everyone out there other than us, Someone's gonna give. And on December 5th, 2015, 
I got a fever, a really horrible fever, and it kept going up and up and up. And it's a clean channel, but just know I really wasn't on drugs. <laughs> but I, um, oh, it's a good one. I'm going to tell it. Okay. No, please don't. We need There's that. these glitter spiders on my ceiling. Okay, I'm laying in my bed. And there's these glitter spiders that are orange and blue and green on my ceiling. And I would go like this and they would blow apart and then they go and just keep crawling around. And I'm like, wow, I am really seeing this. And I asked my husband, how much freaking cough medicine did you give me? Because also in Utah, there used to be a Robitussin thing. Yeah. I grew up in Colorado. We didn't have that. We just had like full-fledged drugs. So um, not that I, anyways. I said, how much did you give me? And he goes, honey, I only gave you one dose. And I'm like, okay, well, I want you to know I'm totally tripping. Like, <laughs> I am seeing stuff that did not possibly be Spiders are sweet. Yes, and um, and thank goodness they were sparkly and shiny, right? I mean, glitter, of course, if I'm gonna create them. Um, you know, and into the night, I mean, I stayed, I was awake all night long, my husband said, even though I wasn't conscious, and I'm talking to people, and I'm, you know, picking things out of the air, and. The next morning, he he only works like 30 seconds from our house. And he was trying to decide, do I go and do my two hour shift this morning or do I take her to the hospital? Because I had finally fallen asleep because I was up all night, right? Like I having conversations and with no one, who knows? No, I actually do know now, but um, he decided to take me. And so we go to the ER and I must've looked like crap because they immediately, like I didn't even sit down. Like they took me straight back, put an IV in me. And 15 minutes after I was there, my blood pressure dropped to 43 over 20. And if I had been home in bed, I, I would have just slipped away. I would have died. Um, but they could put epinephrine in. Right. I was 42, 42 years old. And, um, I was in the hospital, the ICU for five days. I don't remember going to ICU. I do remember the ambulance ride. And I was thinking as I'm in there, is this really a bucket list item? Like, why is this a bucket list item to be in an ambulance? Because it it was horrible. Like, I mean, I felt really crappy. It was not a fun experience. So I'm like, well, I guess we can check it off. Um, and I woke up on the fifth day and looked around and I'm like, I am in the intensive care unit. And I know ICU means, but I just had no idea it was there. Does that make sense? And yeah. so in that five days, there were several times I could have given up. And I wasn't conscious, right? I mean, I was talked sometimes, but I don't remember any of the conversations. It was a little bit scary to me, but you know. When I was unconscious in my head, my heart chose to stay. And just with depression and, and things that come into our lives and the hardships, I didn't always want to stay here. I didn't always want to be here. In fact, often in my life, I have said, it would be so much easier to not be here. You know, and I really asked the question, do I choose to be here? Well, when my head is nowhere in the conversation, I chose to stay here. And so that's what really started me on the journey of then I've got to do this different. I want to do this differently. And as I went through the process and really started healing a lot of the emotions and traumas of my past um, that I had created, I mean, you know, I realized if I can heal myself, if I can really love who I am, 
holy cow, anyone can. Yeah. Like if, if I can do this, anyone can. And I really started, I want to learn how to teach this to other people. So that's where that all started from. And, um, and this book is one of at least two, maybe three. And I have kid books and stuff coming too. So it, it's just a passion of mine. I'm, I'm really close to it. Well, your story is amazing. And um, it's so beautiful of, of what has come as a result of the circumstances you've come from. And that near-death experience is really, really um, something a lot of people can relate with, yeah. um, whether they know someone or it's happened to them um, in the form of illness, injury, and so forth. In your book, you mentioned something. I'm going to say the phrase the way you said it, and I want you to finish it by explaining to these guys what you think, okay. uh, what you mean by this. But in your book, you talk about, um, you know, we spend the last half of our lives blank. We spend the last half of our lives what? And and why is this why is this so important? The last half of our lives, we truly have the ability to go back and heal the things that we thought were truths, decide what is an absolute part of who I am and what isn't. It's the coolest process to be able to look back at an instance and say, oh my gosh, that person wasn't trying to be mean. I, I read that wrong all along. Can I give one more example? Ah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, and this is along these lines. So I had a belief that I was not a good artist. I was, and I know I'm creative and stuff like that, but I just had it in my brain, I'm not a good artist. When I first went back to the first time I believed that, it was in, no, first grade, Mr. Sherwood. We were coloring a huge um, mural that we had drawn out and we were hanging it up for parent, you know, back to school night, parent-teacher conferences. And we're coloring it and my teacher said, if we color in one direction, it just makes it look cleaner. In my seven-year-old brain, I heard him say, you're not good at art. You don't know what you're doing. So that was my seven-year-old brain. As I am now, I can go back and go, oh my gosh, he was teaching me. He was teaching me. He, he didn't mean anything by it. Yeah. And I get to look at that, that program, where that came from, and that story I was telling, and go, oh my gosh, I love him. He was not being mean at all. Yeah. And hence, I can own that I'm good at art. Like, I mean, and it's that simple. It's not easy, but it's that simple. And, and if we are brave enough to keep going back to those, um, we can really heal anything. <laughs> so it's, yeah. So we get to spend the rest of our life figuring out who we are and what we want. And there, and it's starting sooner and sooner now. It's not the midlife crisis. Yeah. I mean, we're talking in movies, in children's programming, books, just personal development and awareness is starting earlier and earlier. And I am so excited to see what the world is gonna be 30 years from now, because it's going to be fabulous. <laughs> so just the consciousness is rising, you know, and I love it. It's absolutely amazing. Robin, um, bringing people together, by Robin Scott, will be releasing here in a, a few weeks, and we'll get into more of that. But share with our listeners 
a challenge you would like to issue to them? Something that they can do as a result of our discussions today, what's one thing that they can do? What I really, really wanna challenge all of you to do is when you are speaking with someone, a family member that you speak to all the time, a mother or a father that you've heard the story over and over, when you are with someone and you are listening to them, put your phone down, turn off the TV, really connect with them eye to eye, really look into their, they're the windows of the soul, and it also is for you. Really give them that attention. And I promise you that actually the stories that your mom and dad tell, once they know you hear them, they know you hear them. Yeah. I just, my parents are, you know, getting up there in age and, and my kids are like, mom, you've heard that story 10 times. And I'm like, obviously there was something more that I, that she wanted to share with me or that I wasn't listening to. So please just look at each other face to face. Go to lunch. Don't just make a call. Now I understand you have to for business and stuff. But that's not how I work. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because we've had lunch. You know, there, there's just something about getting together in person and really connecting. So that's my challenge is let's not lose that magic that happens when you're in the room with someone. Now, uh, I want to preface and then ask a question, but sometimes when we connect with people, it's not about us. The question is, is well, mom, I've heard that story 10, 15 times. My wife is like, babe, you've already told me that story. I'm like, well, listen again, you know? <laughs> listen for me, right? But it's not, sometimes it's not about you. It's about them, because if it's something that they've told you multiple times or something that you keep hearing, it means something to them. Maybe discovering that meaning or why they keep sharing it, why it wasn't memorable the first time they shared it, or maybe why they keep sharing it. Like you said, there's something there, but I guess my question is, is, is um, how, how do we direct people to connect face-to-face more, other than putting down the distractions, right? right. Um, and let's focus on the positive there. Let's focus on, you know, put the phone down, turn off the TV, background music, all that. How, how do people connect in a meaningful way that builds value moving forward versus just having that moment? Um, you know, and this one is, it's just the little things. I, I'm super touchy. Anyone who knows me. been watching the show. We've been touching each other this entire show. I, I am it's completely awesome. happily married. I love my husband so much. And I am the biggest checker. But it's all part of my connecting. I, I love laughing with people. I love... And even in business, especially in business, I think it's really been lost that we have this... I mean, I'm going to call it customer service, but that's really not what it is, right? It's the relationship. But that's as old as time. I mean, if you are doing business with somebody, it's a relationship. It, it may be a short-term relationship, it may be a lifelong relationship. And we don't have to look at either of those. In that moment, and all the little moments that we have these opportunities to connect again, do it, do it. Someone that hasn't texted you in a long time and now they're asking you for something, well, guess what? They might have exactly what you need. You just don't know. And so anyone that comes into your life, it's a good thing. 
all of us need each other anyways. I mean, that that is what this world is about, is connecting. We want to connect with each other. We just do, because that's how we reconnect to who we really are. Um, so the challenge, again, for our listeners is that we're issuing the challenge to connect with people face-to-face and put the phones down. And I think there's a really cool company out there, whether you agree with me or disagree with me, but Chick-fil-A has a special offer to people who come. And this is not me promoting they Chick-fil-A, either, but essentially, if you come as a group or a family or just people, you can tell them that you're going to put your phones away for dinner. And they will bring a basket out, you put your phones in the basket, and if you, they will take the basket away, or you can leave the basket in the, the middle of the table. And if, you, and if you keep your phones in the basket the entire time, each of you get a free ice cream. I right? love that! And Chick-fil-A has been doing this for years now, and people don't know about it because- How did I not know about so, that? Right? But it's one of those things that it's, it, it's, a, it's a behavior precedent that we set that is face-to-face. It's good old-fashioned, Family connection time, family dinner, or time meals. Um, so I just wanted to share that. Great organization, and that's one of the things I love about. And it's one of our favorites. It is. Okay, beautiful one. Right. right. I'm thinking of all the See, mine's lemonade. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the shakes. Okay, we can go on. Uh, <laughs> hey, huge shout out to you guys. But um, but the challenge is is connect with people face to face. Put the phone down. Look them in the eye. As Robin said. Look them in the eye. You will discover something about yourself and about them that you didn't know before. What would you guys say? I um I don't know how we have time. Are we good? Because there's a section in my book that would I would like to read it if I can. Do we have time? It's it's about six minutes. Let's let's do it. Do we have time? Okay. Because this fits in so perfectly right here. And as I'm looking it up, I wanted to say too that um even at the grocery store, I mean, you, it's true. You may never see this person again, but you never know what people are going through that day. Right, right. And other than just saying, oh, how are you doing? How are you? How's your day been? Can you feel the difference? Yeah, huge. You know, and, and who knows? Maybe that person will read this chapter and I, I can't wait. Okay, thank you so much for letting me do this. My 19-year-old is not going to be too happy that I'm doing this at the moment, but here we go, okay? The chapter is called, Let's All Be Like Keaton. When my son Keaton was 13, I started to notice that when we would be driving in the car, he would wave to random people. It became a very usual thing. One day, when it was just the two of us, I asked him who he was waving to. His response was so kind and genuine. Just people. Still curious, I dug a little deeper. Well, why are you waving at people? Without skipping a beat on his waving, Keaton kept smiling at strangers as he told me the story he had once heard. Once there was a man who was so sad in his life that he felt the only choice he had was to end it. He had lost his wife and his kids. He hated his job and he had a lot of bills. He lived in a crappy apartment and really thought that everyone would be better off without him. I was beginning to wonder so many things about this story, but I made myself just keep listening as he continued. The man made up his mind he was going to kill himself. He was stuck in traffic on the way home from his dumb job and decided this was the day. 
As he sat in his car thinking of the note he would write to his family, he looked over to the car next to him. There he saw a young boy. And that young boy was waving at him. I began to tear up as I could sense where the story was going and I recognized the huge heart inside my little boy's chest. The man looked around and then back to the boy in the car. The boy was waving at the man. The car started moving and the waving boy moved along the road and out of view. The man was not sure what he was feeling. Keaton kept telling the story with ever, sorry, without ever stopping his waving or his smiling as we hit red light after red light along our drive. That little boy saw him, mom. That boy had seen him and connected with the man. The man pushed away the thought he had to end his life. He knew that the boy was waving and had seen him. At this point, Keaton had successfully pulled on every heartstring I had and gave me such a sense of pride to have raised such a caring, considerate young man. He wrapped, his, wrapped up his story by telling me, maybe someone was having a really bad day, maybe bad enough that they didn't want to be here anymore. It isn't hard to wave at anyone. Maybe I can help someone like that. As he shrugged his shoulders and said, you just never know who needs to be seen, come huh, on. And I, well, good golly gosh, you guys. The motherly heart in me had exploded at this point. That moment was so special to me that I had fantasized about writing it and putting it in print to celebrate my Keaton's heart. What I realized in that story is that my son and I have so much in common in wanting people to be loved. We, people want to feel connected. And when you get in those dark spots and there is absolutely no light to be seen whatsoever. I've been in that dark spot and it just takes a flicker, a spark of connection, love, to make the decision to not go. So that's that's what I saw in my son that day. <laughs> I love that story. And, um, when I read it to him, I had the 10-year-old in there and my cute teenager said, Mom, I wasn't 10, I was 13. Mom. Which I'm like, you would almost go the other way, right? As a little kid. Oh no, Mom, I was like seven. <laughs> but no, he was 13 and um, yeah, people want to be seen. It's I'm, name of nature. I'm so glad that you shared that. And I think that that is at its core, the value behind humanity. People want to be connected. We give a lot of crap, or let's say credit, and on the opposite end to the extroverts versus the introverts, the the quiet people in the back of the room versus the people who are more outspoken. And at the end of the day, the truth, the the, the derivative of all things is people want to be seen, people want to be felt, and people want to be connected. They do, and the introverts should go about it differently. And I wonder this question. Have you ever found that people have a hard time being shy around you? Ooh, great question. There's always that inkling of, oh, this person's shy. And I guess the, um, the includer in me always wants them to feel loved and appreciated and, and like they're a part of something. So I have always been the person who <laughs> advantageously like prized to get them to feel that, though that they may not be the way of showing the answer yeah.
yeah, I, I, I know that yeah. because I'm the exact same way and, and people are not shy around me and, and I love it. And I, I knew that, so I, I had never asked you that before, so I was just curious, but yeah, there, there is something just comforting and loving that they just aren't shy around us. They know we love them. Yeah. We connect with them. Amazing. Well, if we haven't made you um, already tear up or if that story didn't just touch your heart, um, if you haven't learned something today, then I, I'd say go back and play this a few times because the message is true value. There's pure gold. And we call them the golden nuggets of knowledge on the show. Uh, there's pure gold in this episode. <clears throat> value comes from, from face-to-face connection. And even as simple as waving at the person car next to you, right? You never know who needs that. Amazing. Robin, this has been an incredible conversation and I feel like this is not going to be the last because obviously we're going to have a lot of opportunities to have you on our show again to continue this conversation and you've literally written the curriculum for us to share with the world to continue the the, 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 the connecting value add that everyone yeah. needs. So with that, um, what's the best way that our listeners can get a hold of you? I know that we talked about a website um, and to find you on uh, Facebook, but could you describe those to them? You bet. Um, so my personal is www.robin, R-O-B-Y-N, robinscottinspires.com. On Facebook, I also am Robin Scott Inspires, and Instagram is also Robin Scott Inspires. Um, you can get a hold of me. Facebook messaging is probably the fastest way, although I will get them at, at all of the spots. The book is at www.bringingpeopletogetherbook.com and that will be a landing page and it can direct you on how to get the book. Um, and you're going to talk a little bit about the release date, yeah? Okay, yeah. so those are my personals and that's where you can find me and I always try to post, I'm an inspirational quote junkie and I really love to share those and, and write people's day everyone can use a little bit more sunshine, right? <laughs> so. I love that. I am a theater popcorn junkie, and I think there are healthier practices like inspirational quote junkies. So I love that. I love these. Well, those are good too. I know, I know. It's, it's, it's all in moderation, right? All in moderation and justification <laughs> beyond galore. <laughs> um, we wanted to invite our listeners today to share this book with, um, with Robin and her experience and her launch date is going to be on August August 13th and you can purchase the book anytime during that day online the ebook will be for 99 cents now if you purchase the book and you're in Utah and you come to our event in Salt Lake City which you can find at bringingpeopletogether.com you can come in between the hours of 6.30 and 8.30, which will be the official launch party. There'll be some fun and exciting things going on. At Jordan Commons. At Jordan Commons. So it's a movie place. I'm oh, so yeah. excited. It's going to be great. I'm already there because I know that there will be popcorn. <laughs> and between those hours, we're going to help Robin become a bestseller within those hours. But if you purchase online in um, um, between those hours of 6.30 and 8.30, uh, we are going to give you a signed physical copy of the book bringing people together so that is our give and our ask to you today is to come to our launch party on august 13th at jordan commons in utah and from 6 30 to 8 30 if you buy the book 99 cents online or even just any time during that day 
we will give you a free copy or Robin will give you Absolutely. a free signed copy of her book, uh, Bringing People Together. So what an incredible opportunity. We invite all of you to be there and all the information you're hearing right now in your ears is gonna be in the show notes. So you can just click on after down in the show notes and you'll see all of this available. To and there is a registration for that one too, just to make sure that I bring enough books because I want everyone to have one. I really do want everyone to have one. <laughs> of course it's mine, I'm biased, but it, it's a good read. And you know, we're gonna buy like 20 books and that means we're gonna get 20 signed copies so that we can just hand out on the streets, but it's so exciting. Uh, one thing I wanted to reiterate too is that you can reach Robin quickest on Facebook Messenger on her page, Robin Scott Inspires. Um, that has been one of the fastest ways we've been able to connect with her. And our journey and our story, which we'll save for another time, has been absolutely invaluable in all of our experiences with Robin Scott. Robin, thank you so much for being on the show today and thanks for making the haul up to Heber City, the Wasatch back of Silicon Slopes. We're so proud to know you, to be a part of this journey and to promote this valuable, valuable message to the world because everyone needs to connect. And like you said it, everyone wants to feel connected to or wants to feel valued. Yeah, yeah. I, we do have to tell our story in the next one. Okay, yes. That's a good one. So stay tuned. Come back next time. We will tell our story about how we met and some pretty cool stuff. Um, so with, thank you. Thank you for having me. That's also what I wanted to tell you. And, and thank you for being on our show. We appreciate it. Um, this has been an interview with Robin Scott on the Circle of Knowledge podcast. I am your host, John Phillips Jr. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. 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 Hey, this is John with Amplified Minds. Thanks again for listening to the show. We really hope you enjoyed the Circle of Knowledge podcast. If you like the Circle of Knowledge podcast, go ahead, subscribe, rate us, and if you give us a five-star review, we promise to give you a personal shout-out here on the air. Just watch us. You can also engage with us a little bit more through social media. On any channel, you can just find us at Amplified Minds. To learn more about Amplified Minds, go to our website at AmplifiedMinds.com. That's A-M-P-L-I-F-I-E-D-M-I-N-D-S.com. Through our website, you can join any one of our mastermind groups from anywhere in the world. In the mastermind groups, you and other members of the community of achievers can mastermind and talk about all of your aspirations, your dreams, your goals, and even the challenges you face. Whether you're a business owner or an entrepreneur or anything else, you can achieve your goals through a mastermind group. You should also check out the Amplified Minds Accountability Program, where you can gain access to a one-on-one -on -one personal accountability coach, somebody who will contact you weekly and motivate you, hold you accountable, follow up, and give you the proper resources that will help you to go out and achieve all your goals. Hey, shout out to all you coaches, speakers, mentors, you know, the superheroes of the world. We have the perfect program for you and your audiences. We have the capabilities of setting your audience and communities up in private mastermind groups and assign them a one-on-one -on -one personal accountability coach where they can help your people achieve the things that they're working towards tailored to your programs. For more information about this, go ahead and send me an email at john, that's J-O-N, at amplifiedminds.com. I look forward to hearing from you.